Well, today, friends, is a special, special day in the life of our church, um, and, and, and it feels like uh, just a day where, um, where it's less about one person and more about just what God is doing in the life of our church family. So uh, I'm going to do more reading than what I normally do because I feel like there's some things that I want to say to kind of get us kicked off. And so today is going to be our official kickoff and commissioning service for Daniel Drescher and his wife, Kat, on stepping into, yeah, into our student ministry. Uh, and so, um, so we're really excited about that. So, so from the beginning, uh, as, a, as a church, uh, we've been focused on making disciples as a church. It's always been the heartbeat of who we are as a church, and specifically doing that in the life of young people. So for those of you who don't know, our, our church started as a mostly like late high school, early college, college, a young adult ministry. That was the heartbeat of our church. So our church has always, always been oriented that way. And, uh, but the truth is that the natural byproduct of, of reaching young people is that those young people get older. And if biology and all those things take its course, then we have more children. Right, And so now we have a whole new generation of kids that have been raised up. I mean, this is just wild to think about, guys, that, that, that 20 years ago, our church started reaching young people, and now there's a new generation of young people. And we've had scatterings throughout we, of, of, of different kind of versions of youth ministry, but for now, for as long as the eye can see, we have babies and kids just one after another after another. And so, so this just feels like the right time to make this kind of investment in our church family. So, so in my mind, as we get ready to hire our first full-time student ministry pastor, this marks really kind of the fulfillment of some things for us as a church. It's really kind of saying like, no, we, we, we reached young people. Here's the result is that those young people are now having younger people, right? And it, it's a fresh start for us as a church to invest in a younger generation. That's the, way, that's the way I'm looking at this. So today, again, is not the celebration so much of one person. You know, we don't exalt staff around here. That's not, that's not what we do. Uh, so just, it just so, just so happens that, that sometimes you got to pay people to, to, to get some things done. But like, there's no special thing about someone who carries a title here, although we, we believe in honoring uh, people who, who invest and serve. I mean, that's, that's a thing. So it's not so much that as it is like, this is like just an important, momentous thing in the life of our church. And throughout actually uh, the, the, the church history, going all the way back to the book of Acts and chapter six, the church has kind of said, hey, hey, we have to organize ourselves for growth. We have, to, we have to plan and purpose. So if you go back to Acts chapter 6, you have the early disciples going, hey, we've got a major problem. We can't serve orphans and widows the way that we want to because we're pulled in so many directions. So we've got to raise up another generation to be able to do this stuff. And so this has been right in the heartbeat and the life of the church all along is to multiply itself to make disciples. And so the, the truth is that this call to make disciples is not just a call generally for our church, it's a call for every believer. This isn't something that's just meant for someone who carries a title or for us to talk about as a church. It's actually meant for all of us to do. Listen to Jesus' words in Mark chapter 1 when he begins to start his ministry. He goes and he calls out his disciples. And he's beginning to talk about the kingdom of God. And here's what it says in Mark 1, 16 through 18. It says this, As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, his Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me. Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Come and follow me, and I will make you 
fish for people. There are these two essential elements here, I think. The come and follow me is an invitation from Jesus. It's an invitation to each and every one of us to come and be with him. It's the most basic, fundamental call for us as followers of Jesus. Come and be with him. Just come and be with him. But then there's this follow-up part, which is basically this. Go and help other people do the same. It's not just a call for us individually to come and be with Jesus and feel really good about that commitment. This call is for each and every one of us to go and help others come and be with Jesus, right? That's it. Come and be with me. Go and help other people do the same. I don't know about you, but Christianity sometimes can feel like really overly complicated because there are some deep theological things that, you know, we, we're wrestling with. There's like church leadership things in there. And, and, and sometimes I feel like it's more like church is complicated more so than Christianity, right? But, but really, at its core, our faith as followers of Jesus is really this simple. Come and be with him and help other people be with him. And everything else we do as a church is about those two things. That's it. I mean, I know, I know it seems like, wait, no, that really, that's it? Yeah, really, that's it. Come and be with Jesus and help other people be with Jesus. Whatever else we do, whatever else planning, whatever kind of activities, whether it's men's retreats or women's retreats or worship or prayer or walks for freedom, it's all so that we come and we learn how to be with Jesus and we help other people do that. That's our primary focus. It should be the primary focus of our lives and anything else is extra or it supports that. So as this is the call, for sure, this is the call for every, every believer. Daniel and Kat, I want you to know this is your call for youth ministry. This is the call that's on your life. It's the call of our youth ministry, and it's the call of every student who's in this room, every, every kid, every single one of you. You have the ability, and God wants you to be with him and help other people be with him. That's it. So Daniel, I want to just charge you today and just remind you that this is the call on your life. Be with Jesus and help other people find him. It's the most important thing that you're going to do for your own soul, just who you are. It's the most important thing you're going to do for your family. It's the most important thing you're going to do for the teenagers that are in this church. And, the, and, and that is going to have ripple effects into the life of our church. That you be with him and that you learn what it looks like to actually follow him, that you tap into the life of Jesus. Like Jesus talked about how the branch depends on the vine. So, and if that branch depends on the vine, it will bear fruit. So don't be distracted by the busyness of ministry. Stay connected to the vine. And nothing, I really genuinely mean nothing, like is gonna be more important than that. Nothing that's built on that foundation will be a waste of time. I want to hear that, friends. Nothing that you do in this life that's based on the foundation of being with Jesus and helping other people be with Jesus will be a waste of time. No matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is, the dry times in prayer, when it feels like your Bible reading is empty, when it feels like the worship songs aren't hitting the way that you want them to hit, when it feels like your service goes unnoticed, you see what I mean? It's never wasted. It's the only foundation that we actually have. And Daniel and Kat, we're not asking you to come and build a program. Jesus said he would build the church. But we're asking you to come and make disciples who make disciples. 
And we're asking that the fruit of your life with Jesus will be more followers of Jesus. And this is a reminder for us as a church family too, that this is who we are and this is what we're about. That the fruit of our life with Jesus should be more followers of Jesus. There'll be like ministry stuff. There'll be task building. There'll be building teams. There'll be all of that kind of stuff. There'll be the hassle of, of like trying to figure out kids who are doing goofy stuff. And there'll be odd calls at nights. And, you know, um, there'll be complicated situations. But at its core, this is what youth ministry will be about here. And I want you to hear that. I, th- I feel like it's important for you to hear that from me about what this is intended to be and what, this, and what Daniel is here to do. We're going to make disciples at this church who make disciples. We're not always going to get it right. Sometimes our focus gets diverted. It's easy to get pulled in lots of different directions. But this is what we are commissioning ourselves as a church to do and what we want our youth ministry to, to be all about. Practically speaking, I just want you to know that, that what, what Daniel is, is being tasked with doing is leading our, our, our teenagers or essentially our middle school and high school ministry, not kids ministry. We have Krista, who's doing an amazing job with our kids. Woohoo! And, uh, and Krista's job has been, just been, uh, been primarily focused on when we gather here on Sunday, but I got, I got ideas for things that Krista can do with, with our kids' ministry outside of that. But right now, it's like, right now feels like the time right now where our students need more investment than, than a one-day-a-week kind of thing. And to build a team around people who can go and be in the lives of our middle school and our, and our high schoolers, and that they can reach their friends so that their friends can know Jesus. All right? And so that's what we're asking him to do. Uh, we're going to ask Daniel and, and Kat also to help out with some other things around the, around the church. So right now, our youth ministry is, if everybody shows up, we've got maybe 15 or so kids if like literally every teenager comes. But that turns into like 20 and then 25 and then 30 over the next couple years without any of those friends actually reaching into their friends for Jesus. So until that time comes, we're going to ask Daniel to help out with some other pastoral things. He's going to be involved in some of the day-to-day stuff that we do here as a church. But the goal will be to not be distracted so that we can focus on making disciples who make disciples among our students. So, so that's the goal. That's awesome. Well, we're, we're so excited to have you guys here and, um, uh, and to be a part of our church family. And, and for those of you who don't know, these guys actually gave up quite a bit to come and be here with us. There were some job opportunities for them in the city. They could have stayed there, and they just felt like the first time that you guys worshiped with us that this was where God was calling them to be. And so from that point forward, it was just kind of like, hey, let's, let's do this, right? I mean, so, uh, so tell us just a little bit about uh, just... If you look down and kind of into the future in the next couple years, what do you hope that youth ministry looks like over the next couple years? Well, first off, hi, everyone. (laughs) So excited to be here. Oh, man, we have so many hopes and dreams for youth ministry, but I think I want to narrow it down to a couple things. Um, You really kind of nailed it earlier, but really, essentially, what we would love to see is to be able to equip students, high schoolers, you know, middle schoolers, even into children's ministry, to be able to know God and to know the gospel and to take it into uh, their schools and into whether you're homeschooled or not, your friend group, whatever, like students, like, uh, you you will hear me say this a million times, that 
there is no one who can better reach your friends or your school than you. Because they could come listen to me talk, boring. They could come listen to Chael talk, way more interesting. And <laughs> but still, no one has more sway than you guys do on your peers. And so we want to be able to, to equip you to do that. So I, you know, ideally, um, not size for size sake, but size for Jesus' sake. And uh, a way that's, in a way that you guys are discipling and mentoring your friends. You know, they have hard questions. Um, they need prayer. They know that they can come to you just because they see you living with Jesus. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun to me. Yeah. That's great. Um, any, I didn't prep you for this question, but uh, just what um, kind of being around our church family, because you've just been kind of driving in on Sundays. You just moved this past week. So just a little bit that you've had exposure to our church family. Um, just what do you notice about us as a church that excites you about being here? Ooh. Well, you know, that first time we came in and worshiped with you guys, the Spirit of God just really moved in us and really confirmed a lot of things in really a, a way that we haven't felt in a while. And so part of it is just the presence of God is here. You guys welcome the Holy Spirit, and, like, he shows up and he honors that. And then even with that, like, everyone who I've met, oh, my gosh, you guys are so generous. We've had, like, painters come and help us paint, Someone gave us a car. I won't mention who, but someone did. And <laughs> we're, I mean, literally, there's a picture of the church in Acts where they serve one another. You know, everything's for the common good. And we have just felt the love and support from you guys. And we have seen it in a way that's not artificial, but in a way that's genuine, that, like, if we weren't possibly coming here to do youth ministry, you guys would still do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's that genuine, because God has been so gracious to you, you are being gracious to other people. It just, it, it, it just drew us in. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. It's helpful for us to hear that, right? Like, so sometimes we need to be reminded. Actually, I had a moment this, this past week where it's like, man, you found, you, it was kind of miraculous that you found the townhome that you did. Oh, yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, out of, out of nowhere, someone gives you a car. And then we've got people who don't know you, you've never met before showing up to paint your house. It's like, it's a blast. this feels like Acts 2. Well, look at it, go figure. And so, so that's, that's awesome. Um, so this is your chance. You'll have more chances. But right now, one of the things that would be helpful for us to know is what do you need from us? Or what kind of help do you want from us as a church family to support you in your family or in, in ministry or just anything you've got on that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, first and foremost, prayer. It, you know, you were expecting that one. Mm -hmm. But we really need it. Um, this, is a, this is a big transition for our family. Um, a lot has been going on all at once. And just as we're stepping in, we can use your prayer at, for clarity and um, discernment and wisdom. Uh, we're nervous but excited. Um, so we could definitely use your prayer and then um, support youth in any way you can. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a passion, as a little bit alluded to in the video, for, for kids and students and, and teenagers. And uh, it, it's not just us. Like, it has to be the church and it has to be parents and it has to be everyone. Um, I'm here today because my parents prayed for me and they are following Jesus because their parents prayed for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, as much as it could be easy to say that's the youth pastor's job, and I'm not trying to get out of anything here, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, 
Read about <laughs> the Bible. Yeah. The Bible and a lot of studies just show that no one has a greater impact on their children mm-hmm. than the parents themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, just mm-hmm. I want to be able to be here for the students, but parents, like I know I'm probably younger than most of you and you have more life experience than me. Mm-hmm. So take this as you will, but I want to be here for you as well um, to help to equip and to help in, in any way that we can serve your children. And so, yeah, feel free to talk to us and awesome. um, prayer. And then if you want to volunteer, come help out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a blast. So That's awesome. That's great. And that really hits on something that is important for us as a church. We, we, don't, we, we kind of are trying to break the consumer mentality of church where people bring their kids or their students say, hey, now you entertain them and you disciple them. Uh, we actually really want to build the kind of church where, where people are discipling their kids at home and they're invested in the discipleship that's happening in the church body. And so we just want you to know that what Daniel said, we're going to hold us to that as a church family. And that goes from high school ministry all the way down to the nursery. Like we, we don't want to have segmented sideload church ministry around here. We want the whole body of Christ investing in the whole body of Christ. And so that, that needs to happen in youth ministry too. So we will be calling on your help uh, in every area yes. of kids ministry and, and, and youth ministry. So, and Kat, we, uh, we're going to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, but just so you guys know, when we were interviewing Daniel, some of the references that I called said, uh, whatever you have to do to get Kat on staff, get her on staff too. Uh, so we have plans for, for, for Kat. Uh, so we don't know what that will look like yet, but, but, she, but we're, she's going to be a great addition and uh, she has a real heart for kids and, 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 um, and we're just excited to have, have you here with us. And so uh, in just a second, we're going to pray for you guys. But before we do that, um, we're, we're not doing this church thing in a vacuum. We have history. And so our founding pastor is a guy named Eric LaRue. And Eric LaRue had a passion for, for young adult and young people's ministry, and he's got a lifelong uh, a life of doing that. And so he's technically our pastor emeritus, and I just thought it would be really good for him to speak into the life of what you guys are about to do and to our life as a church. Uh, and so we have a short video from Eric to show. So some of you don't know Eric, some of you do, uh, but turn your attention to the screen here. Hey, Fusion Church, good to see you. I want to personally uh, welcome Daniel and Kat to the Fusion family and uh, excited about your role, Daniel, with student ministry. Uh, it's a great church. 20 years ago, when we started the church, uh, we had young people in mind. And one of the reasons that we were focused on young people is giving them space to lead. And some of the churches that were older and more mature they didn't have a chance to lead. And so we want to invest in young leaders and young people came and we invested in them and let them lead. And we have Fusion Church today as a result. And 20 years later, think about it, 20 years as a generation really. And uh, now you're gonna be picking up the mantle and helping that next generation rise up into leadership and to lead the church. And who knows where God will take it. Um, Jesus is the Lord of the church and so I'm confident that he will fill you with his spirit and give you the direction and the leadership that you need. And I just want to congratulate Fusion Church for the work that they put into finding you and bringing you on board and, um, and receiving you the way that I know that they will. And so I wish you the absolute best. I wish you God's blessing. I wish you favor with young people like you've never had before in your life. And I believe that God's going to use you mightily in the future of this church. And so just want to say thank you and Good to see you. 
<laughs> oh, isn't that great? That's awesome. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric's wife said that she had to cut the camera off right before he started to ugly cry. Uh, so, and then I sent a text back and said, I'm not crying, you're crying. Uh, uh, so man, just, just feels like a holy moment. So, uh, so I want to invite right now, and I'll take this from you guys, uh, our leadership team and our elders, and then also if any middle school or high school students want to come forward, we're going to gather here around the front of the stage. So if you guys could just maybe just uh, take one step here towards the, towards the front here, we're going to gather around, and, and we're all going to pray, but I've asked a couple people specifically to pray kind of out loud. So I'm going to give this to Lawrence, and, and I'm going to ask you, don't let us pray for you. You pray too. So it's just not practical for everybody to gather around like this right now. So if you wouldn't mind extending a hand towards these guys, and we're just going to pray some prayers and kind of commission them off. So Lawrence, you can go ahead and kick us off. <clears throat> 